Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. So I'm here with Katie, co-owner of Leela Ryan Events. She's a fabulous event planner right here in Rhode Island. Hi, Katie. Thanks Hi. for joining me. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I would love, love, love to know how you got into wedding planning. So I kind of just fell into it. Um, I went to school for business, um, not actually thinking I wanted to uh, be a wedding planner, um, but I've been in the hospitality industry since I was 14 years old. Um, and from there, you know, you just kind of work your way through the ropes, I guess. Um, and I started doing, you know, going from working in restaurants to then hotels to, you know, um, marketing, you know, starting. Did you have to go to school for it? No, I went to school for business. Really? So, yeah. So yep. what what was like the big event that got you such well, right I in. always loved um, events. I, you know, when I was younger, um, the first event I actually did was um, I planned for the Miami Boat Show. I did West Palm Beach Boat Show. I did Newport Boat Show, St. Martin. Um, so that really got me excited to start planning and like what actually goes into large events. Um, when I got back up north, um, when I moved back to Newport, um, I kind of landed in a role where I was planning um, smaller events, uh, you know, nonprofit, um, some corporate events. Um, and then I was offered a job actually for Longwood Events, which is a wonderful company. Um, they have multiple locations. So you can tell the listeners a little bit about what properties are Longwood Event properties? Yeah. So, um, well, the stateroom is in Boston. Um, we have Belmere the Island House, uh, Newport Beach House is in Newport. I believe Witchmere is still mm -hmm. a Longwood venue. Yep. And I think they just added um, another venue too, but I'm not quite Down sure. Down the Cape, I want to say, I think. I think it's in Boston. Boston, but, but I want... But, but they're amazing. But if anybody knows about their properties, they know that they are an amazing property, so a great starting point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually always said if you wanted to go through uh, event training boot camp, Longwood Events was the place to be, for sure. Um, we pumped out... Um, while I was the director of operations and um, at Belmere and Island House, um, we did approximately six to seven weddings a weekend. So every summer I did about 350. Um, by the time I left Longwoods, I was at about 950 weddings having wow. completed. Yeah, before I moved to New York City. And then I moved to New York City and went from, instead of doing weddings, I actually um, focused more on fashion shows, movie premieres, corporate events, and we still did weddings in New York City too. So um, I have a, a pretty large variety of, of background of, as far as different events go. That's quite a resume. Yeah. I mean, you've had everything from corporate mm -hmm. to weddings, and so that is quite a resume, my yeah. friend. Yeah, I've done a lot of <laughs> events. I stopped counting, I think, after... Um, after your first year? <laughs> uh, yeah, like I think after a, I, I hit like a thousand events, um, I just I just stopped counting. But, you know, that's... It was, it was great. I mean, every event is different. Um, every single event is different. And as much as you think you know how to plan or know what you're doing, um, there's just, you learn something new every, with every new couple, every new client, every new event, there's something that comes up that you learn. Um, so it's an ever, 
you know, um, changing and growing and, and learning experience as you go. So since I have you here in front of me, I think it's a great time to kind of pick your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of couples out there that are newly engaged or plan on getting engaged. Well, congratulations to them. See that? Very exciting. So my question to you mm-hmm. is um, for these couples that are about to get engaged or have just gotten engaged, mm-hmm. what is some advice that you can kind of give them that just got engaged and they don't know where to even start? <clears throat> Well, there's a there's a few things I think that they they that is most important to remember. One, really enjoy that engagement time. Don't feel rushed. Um, you have you know a that's such a it's such an exciting time. It's finally all coming together. Um, you know, I think it's important to really enjoy that moment of being engaged and do not rush the process. There's a lot of things that go into um, making wedding planning decisions. Um, and I find that people get nervous and start thinking right away without, you know, knowing what to do or having the right information to guide them. Um, so just, you know, I would say first be really excited and enjoy that moment. Um, the second thing I would probably... That's funny coming from a planner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you basically your advice is to not plan right away. No, not plan right away. <laughs> Absolutely, because that's when that's when they make the mistakes. Um, so you know, one thing that is very important um, for newly engaged couples: do not, do not <laughs> use wedding planning timelines and wedding planning checklists that you find on the internet, on Instagram, on um, blogs, because every planning checklist that I have ever read, um, even Barnes and Nobles, you go to Barnes and Nobles and they have a whole wedding planning section and, you know, you buy these tons of books. And when you open the books, they give you the wrong information. It depends on where you're getting married. It depends on the location. It depends on if it's a destination. It depends on the state. It depends on, you know, there, there are so many different variables that you have to, you know, that that goes into your wedding planning timeline that they don't give you the proper information. They actually sometimes have you go backwards. Um, and by the time they reach the planner, um, it's kind of too late to. I thought that was interesting because we did have a conversation um, late last week and you brought that up to mm-hmm. me. And, um, you know, being a photographer, um, I don't see the side of the industry that you see. So when you told me about that, I mean, that would be the first thing I think of doing. Right, you exactly. Know? And I actually, to be honest with you, shame on me. But I <laughs> think I may have. I think once I got that ring, um, yes, I was excited, but I think I went right to the bookstore. Right. Yeah, yeah. I did. And it's a waste of cost. That could actually be the flowers that you put on your wedding cake. Um, just, just I would, I would absolutely just... Don't read into um, what's online. So what do they do instead then? um, Well, I can give you a couple tips um, that I think would be very helpful. And I think all couples should know this um, right off the bat. Um, You know, when you get engaged, I think the most important thing is for you and your fiance to sit down and, and really have a couple's discussion. And that couple's discussion is really... Without the, fa- I know the family's excited. Your friends are excited. Everybody has a lot to say. They might have different ideas for you. Everybody has a different vision. But what is what does that come down to? Is that it's you and your fiance's day. What is important to you and your fiance? So have that talk privately. 
And when I say this, I mean, talk about whether you're introverts or extroverts. Do you want a large celebration? Do you want a small celebration? Are you comfortable in front of cameras? Do you like the attention? Do you like like certain things that I think are really important for the couple to know to have the day that they're wanting without the outside influences and the outside noise? So really talk to each other first and find out what's important. So along the way, you guys can remind each other what is important and where you originally started and don't veer from that because then it starts to become overwhelming. So that's a really important part, I think. I think that's probably might be one of the most important parts. It it is. It is their day. It is. They need to be on the same page. And keep the parents out of it. I know Mm -hmm. that, believe me, there's plenty of time when the parents are going to be involved, but right now it's about you, your day, and what makes you happy. So take that time and talk about it. And I know it's always, you know, Yes, it's the bride's day, but it's also the groom's day. And and there's some things that are important to him and some things that are important to her. And welcome to marriage, everybody, <laughs> um, because this is the first start of, of compromising. Yeah, many conversations <laughs> and many compromises you guys are about to make. So, um, there, you know, I think it's important to both understand and really verbalize to each other what's important and what, what you plan. And then from that point on, is when you bring in, you know, you go to your family and talk about budget and talk about guest list. Oh, budget. Yes. <clears throat> Before anything else. So budget and guest list real quick, just to give you a little bit of information I could probably, you know, um, that that's important for newly engaged couples or people that are about to get engaged is, you know, families pay for certain things. Of course, they're going to be involved. But when you go to them and tell your parents what is important to you, and you have already had that conversation that I just explained, um, your parents will be more open and understanding and want to provide that for you. Um, So talking about budget is very important. Um, And the guest list. Budget, you know, I, I oftentimes find that clients are hesitant to you know, during calls that I have to provide me that information, or they say, we don't have a budget, or we're not sure what our budget is. Everybody has an idea of what their budget is. And knowing your budget is very important um, because it will really help uh, your vendors point you in the right direction and be able to provide you what you want within that certain cost. I almost feel like sometimes They don't provide a budget because they think that the wedding industry or wedding vendors are using that as a tool to make money. That's not the case. We need to know a budget so that we're able to provide you the services that you want without taking away from something that's really special to you, figuring out how to make it work within your budget. Um, That's actually a really um, important point. To be honest with you, one of the first questions that I talk to somebody about who's, you know, interviewing me and I'm interviewing them um, to work with Dan and myself is I ask them what their budget is. And it's and it's strictly just because I want to be able to direct them to um, certain packages that are in their realistic budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I my my our pricing is right there. It's just I need to know what is your budget? Because sometimes I might not be able to provide the service within their budget. Mm -hmm. Or if they have a little bit more of a generous budget, then I could start pointing them into the direction of maybe more products and albums. And and, and maybe they might not even want that. And then at least now we know that they can um, open that 
portion that they've set aside for photography into mm-hmm. some, another category. So my question to you is kind of about, you know, without getting into too much detail about budget, I'm assuming a lot of times people might know how much they want to spend for the overall wedding. Mm-hmm. But how would they understand, like, how much they want to spend in each category or how much certain things would cost them in each category? Well, that's where a wedding planner comes into play. That's it. And that's, that's, you know, the first, that's one of the first parts and one of the many things you read on the, on the wedding planning checklists and, and things you find online is they actually give you this information without talking to a planner first. Planners are way down at the bottom, which should not be the case whatsoever. So realistically, they should actually be going to you even before they've gone to their venue. Yeah. So after they do the budget and guest list with their family, because I also want to mention that guest lists will dictate their budget throughout the entire wedding planning process. So, um, you know, if you have, you know, everybody has a budget, but your guest list, the more people, the more money, Um, the more, the more guests, the more tables, the more flowers, the more food, the more drinks, the more, you know, uh, your guest list will ultimately dictate your budget throughout the entire planning process. So once you have the budget and the guest list, keeping that into consideration, my next absolutely most important point of, I guess, uh, advice that I would give them is whether you think you need a wedding planner or not, contact a wedding planner after you have those three things done um, in the area of where you're getting married um, and just talk with them. Um, planners talk to you for an hour. We pick up calls. We, you know, we, we want to talk to you. We want to be able to give you some information. You might not think you need a planner. We provide, you know, information to brides and grooms that they had not thought of before looking at venues, which is very, very important. A lot of times brides go right from budget Guess well, we have a guest list. We have an idea of a guest list, so not even something real. Um, and then we go right to a venue, book a date, and book a venue <clears throat> without talking with a planner. And the planners really will give you so much information to use while you're doing your venue search that it's really helpful. And also by talking to planners, um, and it's free advice. I mean, why would you not call a professional first before going to look at venues? You know, venues are there. They're there to sell the space. They're there to sell um, their their company. So, um, you know, walking through a venue um, as a new couple and you fall in love with the place, you're talking with a salesperson going through what they offer. They don't necessarily ask the right questions, such as, you know, you know, you have a guest count of, you know, 150, this, this holds 150, but are you going to have a band or a DJ? That that's that a, takes up some room. On that that takes up plan. so much room. Your guest count won't be 150. Like there's just so many different things that planners can tell couples on that initial call. Um, you know, once you reach out to them before looking for a venue. I would also think too, you know, you talked about how a lot of the online uh, timelines or um, advice put wedding planners at the bottom. Mm-hmm. If they got ahead of it and <clears throat> it, it did call you, um, it could just end right there with a phone call. Or it could be something where they really feel like they need you with this process. And yeah, just they... start right in the beginning with them. 
I think that even going to the venues or helping them pick out a venue for their style and their budget and their wants and their needs is is well. That's what happens golden. is once you get on a call with a planner and you hear all of the information and you hear exactly how much goes into what planners actually do because you know we're the ones that know where to negotiate pricing. We're the ones that know how to. Um, you know, what will work, what won't work. Uh, and if you know the industry, I mean, hospitality industry, the turnover is pretty high. Um, and it's not in a bad way. It's, you know, somebody might be promoted, somebody changes jobs. You it's jump just a around. hard industry. It, also. It, it's a hard, we're, yeah. we're worked very, people don't understand that. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's a hard industry. We have long hours and it's off hours. Right. So, yeah. I mean, having a planner, usually, typically, um, having a planner after you talk with them on the phone, you feel really comfortable. And w we do end up more or less working with that client because they want help. They want right. They want us to do a walkthrough with them and they want us to show them where to cut on costs, what will work, what won't work. We, they want, you know, to know that we are familiar with that venue. Um, if there's new staff on site, they might not necessarily know what we already know because we've been there for so long and we, it's not like we turn over. We work at these locations all the time. So it's just, I, I think that that's something that's just really important. Whether you think you need a planner or not before booking your vendor, I cannot say more about at least reaching out to a planner locally of where you're getting married and talk to them. When, after they do do that, mm -hmm. it sounds like to me, it is time to start looking at a venue um, or think about where they would like to get married. Mm -hmm. What are some important things they should actually consider when they actually come <clears throat> to that point in their planning process? So a few things to consider. Um, you know, it, and again, budget, I think, comes up again because it depends on, you know, there's... There's different costs for different days. So when you're looking at venues, um, kind of have an open mind about um, different times of year, um, Friday versus Saturday versus Sunday, um, because that can change drastically the pricing um, that you're getting for your venue. So as, if you can be open to that, it's something to pay attention to. Um, there's definitely a misconception, too, with a lot of couples think that having private home or backyard weddings is less expensive than venues, and that's a way to save on cost. It's actually opposite, if not more expensive. Um, so I think that that's something that's really important that brides need to know. Um, I would actually almost say that, um, hands down, they need to have an event. Uh, oh, yeah. At a private home. Actually, um, we did a podcast um couple weeks ago where we interviewed Karen from uh, Blackstone Caterers and she was actually saying the same thing she said that Blackstone's wonderful yeah she said that you know she um, the day of they're they're there and they can help you and the um, but she says when you start to get into a private home yes they're there and they can help you but there's so many variables that usually um, there's an, an event planner mm -hmm. at absolutely homes. I mean I think Wedding planners are needed uh, first and foremost before booking the venue. I, I personally do because that's mm -hmm. where we are able to negotiate the most cost actually for the client. Um, but wedding planners are needed. There are, you know, so many things that 
couples think they can handle on their own. They don't understand how many vendors are involved, where to go, um, who to use. It's it's completely overwhelming. Um, and planners, right off the bat, it's just not only are we there for you every step of the way, we have the knowledge and the resources to provide an easy pick of vendors and easy, you know, ideas for design. I mean, it's, it's just, I think planners are needed anyway. I think it's, I think that COVID actually more than anything has really shown why wedding planners um, are needed. We're actually going to have to talk about COVID. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so definitely. Well, well, for COVID's a whole thing I want to get into with you. Um, but um, so just things to consider when looking at venues. Um, it, I want. I would just want to make sure that yeah, they understand absolutely. that private homes and venues are actually comparable in cost. It's not that one's less um, because there are a lot more when you're working at a private home. You know, you have to bring in restrooms. There's tents. There's valet. You got to worry about parking. All of the rentals, drop-offs, deliveries. I mean, you name it. That they don't have that on site. So you have to bring everything in versus a venue that typically has items um, already there. Some have kitchen, some don't, some work with caterers. I mean, it's just, there's so many different options and so many different ways to save on cost there too. Um, and then also, you know, venues, when you go to a venue, and I think this is also where brides get tripped up a little bit, is when you, if you don't do the steps that I'm telling you, you know, to do at first and they go right into a venue, I can't tell you how many times, I say 90% of our inquiries that come in are, are brides that have already picked their venue. And the reason that they're reaching out to us, and we, we already know this, is because they are told that they're given an event specialist for their wedding. Well, the event specialist for the, your wedding um, from the venue is not a wedding planner. These event specialists that they say are provided to you specifically focus on the venue itself. It, it focuses on as soon as you arrive at the venue um, and anything that has to do with the venue. They do not, uh, they pretty much hand you a preferred vendor list, which I want to touch on that too. They ha hand you a preferred vendor list, you sign the contract, they don't talk to you for another six months until the meetings start. Well, in that six months, what do you do? You don't have anybody to go to. So then they're like, all of a sudden, I need a planner. Well, you needed a planner before you booked the venue. So that was the first mistake, like I'm saying. And then... <clears throat> They, they call and say, we think we need a planner. We thought we had an event specialist, and I explain the difference. And venues don't do that because, again, they're selling. You know, they want to sell. Um, <clears throat> I wish it was a little different. I wish, actually, venues were um, more honest and, and told the clients exactly what they did because we all work together as one big team. Um, but it puts the bride in a really bad situation because by that point, vendors are booked they're feeling nervous, they feel rushed, and, I, you know, me taking them on as a client, you know, we, we have to... You're coming into the middle. I'm of... coming into the middle. I can't fix what was already um, done before me, and then we just move forward from there. Um, and the event specialists, again, they don't attend your meetings, they don't help book your room blocks, they don't do your transportation timeline, they don't t create a wedding weekend timeline, they don't attend any meetings whatsoever outside of the venue, um, uh, walkthroughs, you know, at church, they're not with you at your church ceremony. There are so many things that 
they don't provide to the brides that brides just don't know about. So I think it's also too something to think about. Um, you know, I, being a photographer, we have a interesting approach to the day. I, I'm I'm really there all day. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's so much more to a wedding day uh, before you actually either a step foot into the venue if you're having an uh, like a church or a temple ceremony, mm-hmm. or even if everything's happening on the spot. Um, you're getting ready there, and you're getting married there, and having makeup shows up. Exactly. There's yep. so much more that happens um, prior to actually ceremony. And that event specialist, like you said, is just making sure that everything is running smoothly for you when it comes to the venue. Mm-hmm. You know, making you know, making sure that and even you're... that's not correct half the time when I arrive on site. So <laughs> you have somebody, you have a professional that's that knows what they're doing. That's been with you through the entire year. Um, has your interest. And, and and knows exactly what she needs. You know, I walk on site. I look at something. Something's wrong. We fix it. Um, you know, that, that happens more times than I could even tell you. You know, I thought it was interesting. You said something earlier about a preferred vendor list. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about wedding vendors. Mm-hmm. There are so many options out there that you can choose from. So how or when do couples start this process? And also, how do they know what vendor is best for them? So to touch on the preferred vendor list that you're provided at a, at a venue or um if a caterer provides it to you, if you're at a private residence. Um, I'm weary um, of preferred vendor lists when I take a peek or um, look at preferred vendor lists at certain venues and locations. There's a few things to remember. Um, As much as it sounds bad, I just want to be completely honest here, sometimes it's political. Who's who's written on the list? Um, Is it, you know, because of the manager that just got a new job at this venue put their friends on the list because they want their friends to have, um, you know, clients? Well, their friends may not provide great service. They're they might not have wonderful product. It might not be the best option for the bride. And they just are trusting these preferred vendor lists that these vendor venues are giving them without really knowing why they're on the list. I'm not saying all of them are like that. Um, a lot of them are true. A lot of them have, you know, preferred vendors are ones that have worked at the property before that have had wonderful experiences with their clients and the venue, which is great. But I have seen vendor lists that were put together that were in the client's best interest. Well, we are talking about wedding secrets unveiled. So there you go. <laughs> There's a little wedding secret yeah, right there. Yep, that absolutely. Not, not every preferred vendor list, but you're right. There are a lot of reasons why someone might be on that vendor list. I mean, it could very well be their excellence in mm-hmm. their services. But like you said, it could also be other reasons. Right. Another reason why hiring a wedding planner is very important um, because we we see, we see know, I mean, for as many times if, as we're on site, we see different products. We see meet different people, different services. We know what works, what doesn't, how much things cost. And we really take away that guessing game of brides reaching out to 10 florists and, and getting quotes and not knowing, you know, what's going on. All I need to do is look at their Pinterest board. I know exactly what style fits. And as soon as I know their budget, I know who to send them to. And it, it, does, it has nothing to do with budget because I'm, my name's still attached to your wedding. Our company, Lila Ryan Events, is still attached to your, to your company, I mean, to your wedding. Um, 
So we would send you nothing but a perfect fit for exactly what you need. We take the guessing out of it, which takes, it relieves a lot of stress. And that's another thing, trusting your vendors, you know, trusting us. If you hire your professionals, trust the professionals. Um, we've seen it millions and millions of times. So, and that's what we're hired for. Um, regarding, you know, how, about how they know what, what the best vendor is for them. Um, I think doing, obviously, you know, you do some research. You look on their Pinterest page. You look on their website. You kind of check out, you know, talking about photography. Let's talk about photography. Um, you know, some brides like light and airy photos. Some brides like dark and moody photos. Like, there's different styles for every, every bride. Um, you know, pinpoint certain ones that you like. Um, definitely... I would suggest after you find, you know, I don't think going overboard is necessary um, because I think everybody's kind of around the same pricing, believe it or not. Some offer different things, which is why I always say it's good to talk to at least um, I think three. also, too, you could probably cut through the language for people mm -hmm. because, like you said, um, you know, that is true. Uh, uh, if you are a professional and you do this for a living, you you probably should be and we all are in somewhat of the same price range. I mean, obviously, if you start to see someone that's significantly higher or significantly less, you know, there's reasons. There are, absolutely. Um, but I think what's important that I, I would assume, I mean, I don't assume I kind of see what you do and, and what you do with, with at least my couples is um, event planners really help them cut through the language and understand um, what certain products are at least if we're talking about photographers and with photographers or I'm sure with uh, like the catering menu or the um, the DJ, you can cut through the terminology and really help them understand what is included in each package and what it really is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I also think, you know, um, after you have an idea of what vendor that you might like to hire and might like to work with, I always suggest hopping on a call and talking with them directly. Um, I don't actually, uh, you know, other planners work differently. Other planners offer different packages. Other planners do things different. So maybe not everybody would agree with me on this, but I personally think it's important for my couples to contact that vendor specifically set up a time and talk with them one-on-one. -on -one. I don't want to be involved in that. I want to make sure the bride and groom make a great connection because having a great connection, building your vendor team is extremely important and having <clears throat> a good connection with who you're hiring is very important. Um, you spend quite a lot of time together. Your wedding day, that feeling of your wedding day travels with you forever. It's your, the most important day of your life, right? So if you have somebody that stresses you out or you're not really getting a good vibe or you just don't like that, you don't want that at your wedding. So on to the next one. Let's call the next one and see how you kind of match up with that person and see if that personality works a little bit better with you. You know, I think that that's something that's really important when, when booking your vendors. What about the difference between hiring a local vendor versus a non-local vendor? Oh, boy. Um, so I think it's uh, – there's big differences. Um, you know, hiring local, there, there's a lot of – there's only pros. I can't think of any cons because locals, you know the area, 
you know the back roads. Um, if it's high season, you know how to get somewhere quickly. You can cut through different secret roads, back roads where you know you can, you're not going to miss traffic. Or you know um, when the Pell Bridge is being worked yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know how to get from, you know, Second Beach to Castle Hill in 15 minutes, which typically takes 30 minutes. Uh, so... You know, vendors that have worked locally know the area. They know the venue. They know um, beautiful locations where photos are done or when the sun sets in a certain area where you take them because you've done it before um, and you think that these are, you know, are going to blow the bride's mind and it's going to be everything that she wants. Um, Vendors that have worked at the venues and... I would say, you know, locally, um, just, it's just an easier, it's just an easier, less stressful, I think, day, um, because they just know everything back and forth. When you have vendors come in from different states, I mean, yes, they, they provide beautiful work. Um, they, they travel all of the time. I'm sure you hear that, but to me, you have the same, options locally, um, but you don't have to pay for the additional travel, the additional hotel rooms. There's additional costs with vendors that come out of state. They're not used to the venue or the venue rules. They don't know special locations where they can pull them off to the side because you've done photos there before and you know that capturing this one, you know, photo would be um, absolutely beautiful. So I do think working with local vendors, um, it is the smartest bet. Um, it saves on cost. And um, I mean, they can certainly hire whoever they'd like. I mean, we all come together. Like I always say, one team, one goal. We, we make it work. Um, we all communicate with each other. But I do think um, having a vendor that's worked at that location and is local um, is is better off for, for the couples. So Katie, we're sitting here. It's April of 2021. We're in the midst is it? of... Yeah, is yeah. it, though? Because I'm not sure. I think my life stopped March 11th, 2020. Fair enough. That's exactly where I was going, is what is happening? <laughs> um, Try, oh. Um, so where, where, where are we at? Where, tell us a little bit about, like, open up our eyes about what you've been dealing with for the past year and what you're hoping and you're seeing is happening moving on from the for the summer coming up it's um, a loaded question it is a loaded question because <laughs> there, there's a lot there's a lot to say about it um that I want couples to hear but I also want I want to even say, um, speaking for vendors as well. Um, I think that that's really important. Um, you know, us as planners, we're used to being able to solve problems, um, have answers immediately, work on the fly, um, work well under pressure, constant changes. That's what we do. Um, and then, you know, to have basically your world stop, with couples, you know, our specific couples, because we, um, we love our couples. I mean, that's why we started our business. We, we build relationships with the families and it's, believe it or not, just as emotional for us to plan with you as it is for the couples that have gone through this. So, um, when COVID started, you know, it was 
we didn't know what was going on. Um, it was right before the beginning of the season. So that was really, really hard. So having to pivot as, as a wedding planner from always providing wonderful information and seeing people smile and being able to deliver everything I've promised to then pivoting to having very, very difficult emotional conversations with not only couples, but the family members, parents, um, you know, lawyers. Um, there was, it was very, very heavy. A lot of, a lot of stuff going on with, without any controlling guidance, uh, unfortunately from our state, because our state was so conservative with how they handled it last year. I also um, think too, that people forget that, um, a wedding is the start of somebody's <clears throat> like lives together. Mm -hmm. So you're not just dealing with financials. And like you talked about, like, um, the financials and their actual wedding day and the lawyers, you're actually dealing also, too, with a heavy emotional... That was the worst part. Yeah, is that people are realizing that their life may be on hold mm -hmm. if they can't get married. Mm -hmm. Right. And there, and there's a... I mean, weddings cost a lot of money. I mean, weddings are a luxury. It's not a necessity, um, which I think is, is something I, I, I want to say. It is a luxury, not a necessity, but... You know, there is a lot of money that goes into weddings, um, and we're aware of that. But like I said, I think for, for us, I can speak for planners, the hardest part was absolutely the emotional um, side of it. I, I didn't even think, I mean, there were points where I didn't even think of our business. I, was, I wasn't worried about our business anymore. Um, I knew that we were in trouble um, as, as a small business, um, but... I was so focused on the brides and how to make them feel better and what to do and what is the next best step and how to talk them, you know, how to talk with them about what's happening and like how this is all going to play out. Um, we were lucky to have, you know, I was lucky to have our clients trust me and we moved quickly and and um, very, very quickly when we made decisions to move or change dates. Um, we still had small celebrations, which, to be honest with you, after they had the small celebration, they said they didn't even think they wanted to have a large celebration anymore because it was absolutely perfect. So well, I was actually going to say, um, you know, uh, myself and Dan, we were out all last summer. I mean, the one thing about a photographer that we actually learned I didn't know this. I mean, you, you know this, but you don't you don't realize it. And is that um, a photographer is very important, whether you're having five people or 500. Yep, absolutely. So we were actively working last year, but weddings looked very different. Mm -hmm. And it was a good point that you just brought up that weddings are a luxury. Marriage, you know, you could still do without the wedding. Mm -hmm. um, there was actually a small time there. I want to say it was what, a couple weeks where you actually couldn't get married. I mean, we had, we were physically Not shut down. Yes. But after that, you can. Um, <clears throat> and that's probably where your struggles came in because people were quickly switching what they wanted to do rapidly. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I... I mean, we have to, you had to, we had to figure out, you know, option A, B, C, D. I mean, we went above, you know, that we weren't, we didn't plan for this either. Um, we worked, um, I think a lot of couples think that we, uh, vendors or the wedding industry received financial, um, help from the state, which is the farthest thing from the truth. Um, and we were working 
probably almost double or triple over time. I could contest for that because I know that we had a certain client that I want to say they changed their wedding three times. Mm -hmm. So um, I talked to you three different times, three different, two different locations, multiple timelines. So um, that in itself is you working, planning three different events Mm -hmm. that we weren't compensated for. Mm -hmm. Not that, not that we cared. We had to do it and I wanted to do it for our couples, but I mean, it it was everything all together at once. And that's, that's a lot. Um, Vendors in our industry, I think, uh, and one thing too, uh, and this is something that I just want to throw out there that, you know, wedding vendors, um, most of us are small businesses. The venues are the ones that, you know, are, are big, big guys, big guys in the, in the industry, but wedding vendors, um, are small businesses and they have anywhere between one to 15 employees. Um, you know, and at this point with the hit that we've taken now on to a second year that we didn't see coming, um, you know, when we talk about negotiating pricing, um, and such, there are there are definitely places where brides should be negotiating pricing, and planners can help with that. Um, but negotiating pricing with small vendors, um, I it, it would not be suggested, uh, especially now. Absolutely not. Um, the pricings that um, are are for your services is because we provide great service and we do our jobs well, and we're all professionals. Um, and what we've experienced over the last two years um, has been really uh, devastating to our industry. So um, I did just want to yeah. throw how, that out there. How about for the couples that are listening to us right now that maybe have just gotten engaged mm-hmm. or they actually have their dream wedding planned mm-hmm. for maybe now, maybe a couple months from now, do you feel um, that they'll see a slice of normality? I mean, do you feel that we're going in the right direction? I mean, what what, what can you say to somebody um, that's looking looking ahead? Do you feel that we're going in a positive direction? Do you feel that we'll – do you think we'll be normal again this year? Oh, yeah. Or do you think that we'll have to wait till next year? I, I think we're going in a positive direction. Um you know, I can't say for sure because I feel like every single day we are given new information and, and different guidelines and things change constantly. This has been a year of this. So I, I'm not – I can't say 100% for sure w- what is going to happen. Um, I do think we're moving in a positive direction. But me personally and maybe other people will disagree with my opinion. Um, I don't see weddings being back to normal um, until 2022, going into 2023, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean that you can't have the most incredible wedding and still plan it. Um, you know, the events that we were able to do in 2020 and, and what we're starting to do for the beginning of 2021, um, the creativity in in the design and the flow, I actually have fallen in love with with the changes. Um, I I I was never. I mean, I I do if the client if the client loves the idea of having a normal venue and you know and at a location with round tables and just the typical standard wedding that you see and you go to all the time. 
then that's fine. Some some couples love that idea. I love being creative. I love when guests walk on um, a property and they actually are like, wow, we've never seen this done before, or this is a different flow. Um, something I was thought I was thinking about this year too is, you know, we're we're back and forth with seated cocktail hour, obviously in the state of Rhode mm-hmm. Island. Um, for the clients, that means additional costs with additional rentals. Um, and I was thinking, I was like, why did cocktail hour start? Like, where, where did cocktail hour come from? Oh, well, it was originally so that the bride and family members could all take photos and it gives, you know, the guests something to do. Well, why couldn't we just have a beautiful ceremony, go over to the dinner tent, um, do introductions, and instead of with the money that you would have spent on cocktail hour, not, why not a five or six course dinner and then have a fun celebration at the end. I mean, there are so many different things. You don't have to do traditional. Um, Actually, traditional is starting to get quite boring. Um, So to be creative and and listen to different ideas um, from your vendors that know how to make it work, that can make the flow, um, you know, interesting and exciting and actually, you know, have your guests talk about it for years to come. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I would think that right now for the couples who are just getting engaged, we talked earlier about like the first steps. <clears throat> One of the first steps was, for example, getting on the phone and talking with the event planner. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel that that's so important and, and, and even more so now because, honestly, there are so many things that happened through COVID. Mm-hmm. And you talk about the creativity. I've been doing this for 18 years. The last year has been the most stressful, but at the same time, every single wedding that I photographed was completely different and I loved it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of traditions that we can start to question. Why do we do these things? And you can probably bring some great ideas to oh my couples. Gosh. Yes. You probably have a whole list of things that you want to talk about being unique with their wedding. They need to talk to you because you could probably really, um, I guess, for lack of better terms, expose kind of what we used to do versus what we're doing now. And maybe COVID's going to change the wedding industry a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of things like you talk about a seated cocktail hour. Also, too, I mean, it, right now um, we only have service bars. But but why? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with getting drinks basically served through to you? Right. It actually, day? it actually looks if you if you sit back and look as a as a guest. You don't have to get up and do anything. It looks no. like a five-star service. Right. Um, you're getting weighted on hand and foot, which is not a bad thing. It's just I think that... Um, Thinking outside the box a little bit. Yeah, and, and there's different ways to, to um, you know, make cocktail hour really fun instead of, you know, if you wanted a raw bar and now really upset because it, it's New England, everybody loves the raw bars and the fish and chip stations, and it, you can't do that. Well, why not do little mini tiers of raw bars at the cocktail tables where your guests are. I mean, they're, I, it's just, they don't, to be able to think outside of the box and have people um, be able to bring your vision to life, but in a different style, and then ultimately have an absolutely beautiful event um, is just, it's great. It's, it's not a bad thing um, to still be in the situation that we are in in 2021. It's just, we have to change our focus a little bit. Um, I'm working actually with a couple, um, and they, you know, didn't want to do ceremony anymore. They had, they had a small wedding in Lake George, and they're getting married at the Chandler. And um, 
she goes, Katie, we had another talk and she goes, Katie, you know, I don't think I want to do the ceremony anymore. I was like, we can do what we, we can do whatever you'd like. Um, you know, ceremony isn't necessary. You're already married. She goes, but it's really important for me to have my dad walk down the aisle. I said, okay, so why don't we take the tent, do two, like three, four long rows of, of tables, have your guests come sit down. Um, they're getting drinks right away. Food's going to be on the table. And you walk down the middle of the tent with your dad and your dad hands you off to your, your husband and you do your first dance right then and there. It's, it's absolutely, to me, I get chills even thinking about it because just it's different. The video is going to be beautiful. The, just the style of how, are we actually? We're working together on that one. Oh, are we really? Yes. Because I was literally, <laughs> I was literally just about to tell you. I was just, I was like, wait a minute, because I just went to say photographer, and I was like, wait a minute, you're, you're on that one. Um, so we've come up with really amazing. I was just about ideas. to say to you though. It's funny you said that because I was like, please, I'm like, can you bring these different traditions to some of my couples? That I, we're I have so together? many. But have... now it sounds like I'm gonna see it. I am dying. So anybody who's listening to this, I am dying for. Um, you know, we all talk about normality. Mm. I actually am okay. Granted, I don't want to deal with COVID, but I'm actually okay with changing things up. I want to see something different. I would love to have seen that. And now I'm so excited that I get yeah. to see that. Yeah, you'll see what, we'll see what, you get to see what I pulled together for that. Oh, I love um, it. But it's just like, and that, I thrive on that. Um, just, just that creativity being different and them going, you know, at the end of the day, the best feeling, I mean, the reason why I am a wedding planner and why I decided to to do this was really, I noticed I was making a connection with people. I know what I'm doing. I've done it for a long time. And the friendships and forever, the forever long friendships that I've created um, where my girls are sending me pictures of their babies that they just had and their families invite me to Christmas dinners. And I mean, I don't have time because it's an absolute, (laughs) it's absolute mayhem right now. But I mean that, and at the end, it's always Katie, you know, the one thing I always hear either from a person that's, you know, um, having us as a day of coordinator, which we actually don't offer that, that package anymore. Um, but they said the one regret was that they didn't hire us for the full year. We always hear that we should have had you for the full year, but even the ones that I worked with for the full year are extravagant packages, which is a full wedding weekend. Um, they were like, we have no idea how we could have done this without you. you. Yeah. And that's interesting because that kind of leads me to my next question for you, which is if a bride is not working with a planner, mm-hmm. what are some important things that she should keep in mind um, yep. to make their planning easy and breezy and mm-hmm. stress-free as possible? So not working with a planner, I wouldn't suggest. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> but really, it's really, it's something you should at least talk to them because I can promise it, it would change your mind. Um they, I think there's a couple of things. Um, one would be to, you know, trust your vendors and do not micromanage your vendors. Um, your vendors have done this. Uh, this is their profession. This is what they do for a living. Um, you know, if they guide you in a direction, um, and say something might not work, it's not because they don't want to provide that for you. It's literally because they have seen it done, it has failed, and they know a better way that, 
you know, they'll be able to provide you with what you're, what you're asking, but in a way that it will work much better. Um, also, I would say to, you know, just to limit, I think, um, and be mindful of your vendor's time. Um, you know, a lot of vendors, not all vendors, there's certain vendors, um, though, that take multiple weddings a weekend. Um, and, and those vendors, you know, they're juggling a lot. And I think that just being mindful of the vendor's time, you know, really paying attention to what you hired them for, what's in their contract and what services they provide. If they go up, you know, if you email them, a bunch of times asking them questions about, you know, timelines or what they think about this or, you know, things that aren't, you know, it's not their forte. It's not in their line of work. Um, of course, your vendors will probably answer you because they want you to be happy, but it's above and beyond. Um, and and they're, they're doing a lot for a lot of different clients. Not that you're not important, but their other clients are just as important as you. Um, so I think being mindful of the time and if you're starting to notice that you need help outside of the services, again, that's when you need to call a planner or, or get a DOC on board, a day of coordinator. So another thing um, to think about um, if you are a couple that are booking vendors and, and doing planning um, on your own um, a few things to think about is, you know, when you do research on vendors um, and you reach out to them um, and, and talk with them on the phone, I think it's very important uh, that that the couples remember that not only are you interviewing the vendor, the vendor is also interviewing you. Um, you know, and that's very important because vendors, you know, you may love their work. You want to work with them. Um, and we, of course, would love to work with you, too. But we do want to make sure that we're great fits for everyone. So, you know, as you're interviewing them, they're also interviewing you, too, because, you know, they have the choice to um you know, say whether or not that they think that they would be a good fit for your style or, or your expectations. And um, I think that people forget that. So, um, and also, like I said, and be mindful of a vendor's um, time. Um, it does take vendors, whether you're a florist, photographer, videographer, DJ, um, you name it, hair and makeup, um, officiants, transportation, anybody you need to reach out to, um, and you request pricing or you request, um, you know, information or request a call, we provide you um, what you're requesting. Um, and, and that takes some work. Um, writing proposals, I know florists take an hour and a half, two hours sometimes to write up a proposal and send over to a potential client. Um, and then they don't hear back from the client. Um, it's just really, you know, just just do the right thing, I think. Um, and just no matter what, I think brides get nervous or think that they would hurt our feelings. We deal with this every day. We know that we're not going to possibly get uh, a booking. We know that maybe another person is a better fit for you. We do not take – there are no hard feelings. It's part of the business. But, you know, just to, just to send them a quick thank you note that you went in a different direction is is just always so – so wonderful for them because they actually do hold soft dates and, um, you know, for you um, when when you reach out to them. So the sooner you let them know that, you know, you're not interested or it's not what you're looking for, you know, everybody can kind of go in the, their own direction. 
And just to kind of add in there, um, it's not a necessity, but I, I, I was just thinking this as you were saying, what I would love if, and I think a lot of vendors would love, it's just to say why. Like, like where you, like don't ghost us, but just say I went in the direction um, and maybe just give them a little bit of a one-liner. Or yeah. Just, or just why. I think. Just why. Yeah. Um, um, because that, it's not so much that we're going to get upset. It's just, it's it nice helps for us. us. It helps us. Exactly. Yep. It helps, it helps us. us know how to do our job better. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, what. You know, like I said, we're always learning. We're not, we're all human. We're, things change. We, we learn as we go. And if there was something that was said or maybe a different pricing or a different design maybe or a different style, maybe style, different exactly. Design. Just, 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 let, just yeah. let us know. Um, um, because it, it helps us. And, um, another little secret is, you know, wedding vendors, no wedding vendors. Right. So, um, especially in Rhode Island, <laughs> especially in Rhode Island. So, and you know, it's funny. I think some of our, competitors are sometimes our best friends. You know, I mean, I at least I know a lot of photographers are some of my closest friends, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm sure the same thing with the You don't want to and trust me when I say you, you do not want to start off, you know, the everybody says bridezilla. Um there's a difference between a bridezilla and a bridechilla, I like to say. Um <laughs> bridechillas are my unicorn brides, which they are the ones that absolutely trust their vendors with all aspects of their wedding. If we say something won't work, they don't even question us. They, they, and they know everything's going to run perfectly. Um, not that bridezillas are bad. I don't think bridezillas, um, yes, we've seen a few. I will not lie. There has been quite a few, um, difficult, you know, personalities that you kind of have to work with. But again, it's the biggest day. They get nervous. A lot of tension builds up right before that day. But I will say that, um, you know, being kind and and understanding and just respectful of the whole process because we are professionals. We are not personal assistants. We are not, um, you know, we're running a business and we have we have other clients. And I think that um, just being respectful and kind to your vendors um, really goes a long way. So, Katie, we talked a little bit about couples um, <clears throat> that are not working with planners mm-hmm. and what some tips that you can give them. How about couples that have decided that they would like to work with mm-hmm. planners? What are they looking at for an average cost for a wedding planner? Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, well, every every planner is different. You know, every company is different. Um, planners average, you know, uh, wedding planner, it, it depends. Um, that's why it's important to review the services and the packages that are included um, when you're looking at planners. Um, planners cost range anywhere between 6000 and $25,000. Um, and when I say you, you know, if, if you think hiring a professional is expensive. Wait until you hire an amateur. That absolutely goes true for the wedding industry. Um, you know, you, you can talk with a planner and if they're at, you know, half the cost of another planner, there is a reason for that. Um, whether that be that planner that is charging less is only done three events and, that will show on your wedding day. Um, and planners that charge a little bit more money, um, there's reasons for that. You, we, you know, there include 
unlimited meetings. They they don't have any upcharges. All the travels included. Like there's there's reasons why pricing is what it is for that company. Um, but it ranges in price and it ranges in experience and you know how how much you're worth and and what you provide and what you're what you deliver to your clients um but but it ranges and it depends on on the planners i think a lot of couples think that they don't have the budget for the planners and maybe that's why they jump right into venues and and think that the event specialist is their planner and then they realize real quickly that that's not the case um but you know the cost of a planner and whoever you choose and whoever you make a great connection with, the cost of a planner pays for itself throughout the entire year. So while you think that this might be a big cost that you weren't expecting, every single point of during the planning process, we are there guiding you, working with you for over a year, um, you know, attending every meeting, um, showing you where to save on costs, showing you which, you know, for example, bands, bands are anywhere between 6,000 all the way up to, we, we work with bands all the way up to 30,000 in New York City. They come show up for your day and charge that much money. Wedding planners work with you for over a year, if not longer. And we are there for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we do a lot of work in the background that, that they don't see. We're already ahead of you guys, you know, them by by 10 steps. So um, I do just want to say, if you don't think you have the cost, you absolutely do have the cost. And if you don't, we save the cost during the planning process. We pay for ourselves. And while we pay for ourselves, you also have us through the entire year, the ceremony, the day of, from the morning you girls wake up with coffee and getting the guys ready all the way until the end of the evening. And I don't think there's anything that's more important. So for my wrap-up question. Okay. My final question for you, yeah. my friend. Yes. Um, what are some key points that couples should be asking an event planner when they are inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional planner to ensure that their wedding day is absolutely a perfect event? Okay, again, don't look at, don't Google online questions to ask your wedding planner or <laughs> questions to ask your photographer. Don't look at Pinterest. Um, these are all generic questions. And honestly, I will tell you from being in the industry for so long, we know exactly where these questions come from when you start asking on the phone about these. Um, but the important things are, I think, immediately is one, read reviews. Um, you can tell a lot about reviews. Um, there are reviews from parents, um, grandparents, the groom, which is surprising. The brides, um, hearing what it was like to work with the planner um, it, it, and reading through those reviews are very telling of, of what their experience was and what their personality was and how, how wonderful it was. Um, also, you know, I think requesting um, references, you know, um, any planner that that has a great reputation and has been doing this for a long time has uh, a list of, I mean, we of course have to, for confidentiality reasons, request that we provide uh, the client's information and get approval, but they should be able to give you um, some 
referral, uh, not referrals, um, what am I, references. references, yeah, um, references for um, you to be able to chat with and, and hear their experience. Um, another thing to also maybe ask is how long they've been planning for and how many events have they actually done. Um, and of course, I, I don't know how they would be able to really... Um, you know, I, I'm sure a few people that just started that maybe only had three or have done three weddings. I mean, everybody six. starts somewhere. It's just a matter of do you want to be with somebody that is just starting and, and or do you not? I mean, you have to yeah. figure out what like, the, the, the couple I mean, you has can't, to figure that out. As a wedding planner, I'm sorry, unless you you can't. Um, there is no schooling and there is no uh, courses. Yeah, there's nothing you can take to prepare you for what you do as a wedding planner. You it is absolutely um, on site. In you get thrown into it and you learn after doing tons of events. Um, there is no manual and there is no schooling for that. And because there are, you, you name it, I've seen it. I've had uh, a groom not show up before. I had a, we won't get into that. Um, it, it, true story. Um, I've had flowers show up at the wrong place. Um, I've had, uh, I heard a story, not happened to us, but um, transportation not go back and pick up the bridal party. Um, we've That's happened on a, quite a few of my so, weddings. I bet you they didn't have a planner. No. Yep. Um, so um, I've had a bride cut her foot open. Um, I've had a groom, I had to give a groom EpiPen, three EpiPen shots um, during a wedding. He missed his wedding. I mean, there are so many different things that we do. We are counselors, we are EMTs, we are we are fixing problems in the back, like everything. But the best part is, is that's why we're there. You don't feel any of that. You don't know that that is happening. Um, and somebody that does not have um, the background and the, the, the experience would not know how to handle that. Um, and I just, I mean, that's something that's different between Sarah and myself. Sarah Heaney is my business partner. Um, which I would love to have her on the show. Yeah, she would. Day. I'm yes. sure she would love to talk. Um, she, it's great. She and I, um, we actually are polar opposites. Um, we started, uh, we launched, we've been in the industry for years, but we launched in 2017, um, but Sarah and I, you know, decided that, you know, one thing that makes us different is that we, not that interns or assistants are bad. Um, everybody needs to start somewhere. But me having had 100 employees underneath me at one point um, and babysitting constantly is what I would call it, um, I decided that Sarah and I would be working with Sarah and I. So when you hire Lula Ryan events, it's actually Sarah and myself only um, because we only trust each other. We know what happens in high stress situations. And before I even need to tell her something, she already knows what's happening. So that does make us a little bit different than, um, you know, other planners in the area. Um, but there are also wonderful planners that I am dear friends with um, that do an amazing job too. Um, but I'm sure Sarah would love to come and, and chat with you and give her your a little more information. And we don't want to give too much because we, we want to keep our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed chatting with you, Katie. And we'll have to definitely regroup. Uh, maybe we can do this again after the season. Yeah. And um, thank you for inviting yes. me. I mean, I think it's there's so much info. I mean, there's I could talk to you for hours. There's so much information. Well, we'll have to set up another show. There's so, no, I got to keep this. We got to I got to keep my job after 
after COVID. Um, but yeah, there's just so much information that I think is just out there that are not guiding these these brides and grooms in the right direction, and um, a lot of that uh, you know information to get out there I think is really really important. So. Well, on that note, Katie, uh, Dan and myself will see you in a couple months at our first wedding together this summer. June 24th. Yes. No, July 24th. You have a good memory. <laughs> well, that's why you are good at what you do. <laughs> July 24th. Um, so anyway, my friend, I will see you then. Thank awesome. you for joining us. Thank you so much, guys. I, I really had fun doing this, and um, I hope I was helpful to couples listening. Um to this podcast and if you do have any questions or, or want to reach out to Leela Ryan events um, you can go to um, our Instagram page Leela Ryan events um, you can you know search us on we're, we're on Wedding Wire actually um, all of our reviews are on Wedding Wire we don't use the not as much um, but we're there as well and our website is www.leelaryanevents.com can you also provide your email please yeah it's Katie K-A-T-I-E at LilaRyanEvents.com Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. So if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at SarahZarella.com We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review for this show on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show support and let us know what you think. Thank you for listening.